All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. You're watching Oilers Nation every day with Heather Remchuk. Your one-stop shop for all things Oilers. Oh, burr. It's freezing cold, Liam. But the Oilers are red hot. Let's get into it with the lead. Why'd you flip your hat? Now people are going to think uh, we pre-recorded that. Spot the difference. Ah, yes. Welcome in. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Oilers Nation every day live from the Sports Closet Studio, a Victory Monday edition of the show. We've been doing a lot of Victory editions of this year program, Liam. It's been a good little run we've been on here. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Ten in a row. I believe that's now a franchise record. Hottest team in the NHL. A record. Hottest team. On and off the ice. A record that even Wayne and Mess didn't accomplish. It is rare to see franchise records get set when you're an Edmonton Oilers fan because of how good the glory days were. And listen, Mm. I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, well, there were ties back in that day. So, like, you know, I don't know. Like, what? Didn't they play, like, a full overtime period to get to that tie? Like, I don't know. People... People were trying to take something away from this run by the Oilers. It's historic. Ten victories in a row and we are going to have a nice fun positive day look at the stats over that run outscoring the opposition by an average of 2.2 goals per game they're doing it with a power play that's not even red hot if you would have told me at any point this year the oilers were going to go out and win 10 games in a row i probably would have been like oh the power play is like 45 percent or something like that no the power play has actually been below average it's been five on five play goaltending defense the pk a lot of things driving this team that haven't driven this team in the past. Ironically, though, the power play is what got them the win on Saturday night. Hey, I, <laughs> here's what I'll say to that. Yes and no. The power play ultimately got them a win. Yeah. The power play had, what, three chances in the third period to put <laughs> that did. game away, and down. they couldn't do it. Uh, so let's break things down from the victory on Saturday night in Montreal at the Bell Center. It was an Oilers team that started slow and sluggish. The Habs looked flat out hungrier through probably about 30 minutes of that hockey game, Liam. Uh, They were winning the loose puck battles. They obviously had the lead as well. And then, boom, the Oilers crank it up in the back half of the second period. They start to get some momentum. The third period comes and they dominate the Habs, outshooting them 13 to 3 at 5 on 5. If you factor in the power plays, it was 19 to 8 on the whole. The Oilers put up north of 40 shots in that hockey game. And if, to be fair, if it wasn't for Sam Montembeau, they probably win that game 3 or 4 1. Yeah, he had a he had a very good game. And it's funny, the, the game before as well against Detroit it was a similar matter, right? Like mm-hmm. 
Alex Lyon had a great game and it stopped from the Oilers from putting up a few there. But yeah, the Oilers, the Oilers turned it up in the third period and they showed up when they really needed to and they deserve the win, right? Like they yeah. deserve that 10th win in a row. All right, we have a, a lot to get to today on the show. Our pal Bruce Kerlock is going to swing by in just a little bit. He's going to give us his take on not just the win streak, but also Dylan Holloway and Philip Broberg playing some excellent hockey right now for the Bakersfield Condors. So we are always a smarter show when Bruce swings by. Yeah. Yeah. And someone tweeted me and said, why don't you have Bruce Kerlock on? Bruce is also a Bills fan. Brills. Brills. Went to high school with a guy named Brills. Brills. Yeah. Really? First yeah. name? No, last name. We just Thank called good. him Brills. Thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, we we hit the skids there oh, real hard yeah. for a second. Let's uh, let's reset and let me get bailed out by the Booster Juice YouTube chat. January 19th to 21st. That is this coming weekend. It is the Jasper Pond Hockey Tournament, and it would not be possible for us to be there without Tourism Jasper and Booster Juice out at the Fairmont, Jasper Park Lodge, Team Oilers Nation, teams, Team Leafs Nation, Team mm-hmm. Flames Nation, all going to be there. And you know what? We're all going to be powered and fueled by Booster Juice. Download the new Booster Rewards app today to start earning berry points for delicious and nutritious smoothies, drinks, and food that will get you through the day, or in our case, get us through a long day of playing outdoor hockey. Uh, Owen was in with the first comment right off the jump, saying, I know it's not game day, but let's extend this record-breaking win streak versus the Toronto Maple laughs. Zachary's in just a 10 game heater. No big deal. And Liam, let's pump our own tires and read this comment from Jason who says, what's up guys. I've been listening for about three ish months. And I just want to say you guys do an awesome job, Jason. I think you do an awesome job of commenting. So thank you. Thank you. Um, People also wanting us to laugh at the size of the muffin you were eating the other day. It was a, it was a, like a Tim. It was a small muffin. Yes. You guys never go to the store and just have those little bags of muffins that you grab and say, oh, now I have now I have like five little chocolate chip muffins I can just eat in the morning as I drive to work. That's all it was. It was homemade. It was delicious. And I have full-size muffins at home, too. So everyone relax. Someone called it pathetic. Mm-hmm. It was delicious. It was made with love. Uh, the Canada dad is in and says, God damn it, Ty, I bought you glasses for free advertising. You never wear them. <laughs> uh, Canada dad's the guy that always hooks me up with my custom Oakleys. He got oh. me the all black ones with that say Oilers Nation on the lens. And you have some of those? Yeah, they're out. I wore them into the office today. They're on the oh, desk out there. And to be yeah, fair, Canada dad, I did wear them that one day when I was violently hungover. That's true. The studio lights are pretty bright. Um, Dave is in. Has anyone noticed that Seattle is on a nine-game winning streak? Oh, yeah, we have. And the Oilers and Kraken are on a collision course for this mm. Thursday at Rogers Place. Kraken have oh, to yeah. play. They have to play the Penguins and Rangers today and tomorrow, though. So I have a funky feeling their streak is going to come to an end before the Oilers. I wouldn't. I, you know, uh, I am not going to predict a loss for a team that's on a nine-game win streak. I think they deserve, and the Oilers too. So. Yeah. They've won enough. Who are we to doubt them? I want to get into this one from <coughs> Dirty Coal Miner. Okay. Uh, I love how people are complaining that the power play is cold, but when it's hot, we only win because of it. And kind of like a, you can't have it both ways thing. Here's what I'm saying. I'm not bringing it up to be like, what the hell? The power play is cold. I'm saying like yeah. the Oilers are winning with a cold power play. And that is awesome because you know what's going to happen right away? It's going to get hot. It's going to get hot. Hot, hot, hot. Hot. I was thinking more of the Young Thug song, but that song would apply too. I'm not uh, that cultured. <laughs> but like eventually the power play is going to get hot and it's going to carry the Oilers for three or four games. And that's what's getting me excited, giddy about this winning streak, Liam, is because like again, Connor McDavid has been incredible, but we haven't had a lot of three, four point dominant McDavid drags the team to victory performances. We haven't had a lot of power play went three for four, scored a big goal late carried them to victory kind of performances. They're winning these games in a way that they haven't won a lot of games in years past. And I think that the, that's the reason I brought up the power play because it's encouraging that they can now win without it. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And I had a bit of a bit of speculation before the show. Mm-hmm. Ryan McLeod was sick on Saturday. Didn't play. I wonder if like, it feels like they've, the offense in a weird way has dried up a little bit. Yep. And like this little streak, what did they get? Two, three, two. Yeah. I think it's three teams that are like, um, that good. Not great. You would think they would probably get four goals a game, you know, 12 minimum. 
I wonder if there's a little bit of a bug kind of running through the team a little bit and not nothing drastic, of course, but you know, maybe they're under the weather a little bit. Yeah. So on that three game road trip, they go three for three, seven goals in those games, two of them coming in overtime. So when you look at the 60, 120, 180 minutes of regulation hockey, the Oilers only scored five goals in that stretch. So the offense is dried up and I agree with you. I think that's a great point. If Ryan McLeod is sick, Liam, we've all learned a lot about illnesses, yeah, flus, airborne disease. Something tells me if Ryan McLeod is sick, a lot of other guys on that team are fighting through something. It's probably a couple of, a couple of Kleenex boxes on the... Mm-hmm. Uh, what, is it, what are they... Uh, Flying an airplane? IV things? Oh, yeah. You think they're getting IV'd up? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, hey, it makes sense. We do it sometimes after, after a good Saturday night. Why can't they? Yeah, so the Oilers get a 2-1 win. Uh, you guys are full of hot takes on the Booster Juice YouTube chat, but let's get to the big moment of the game. It's our Alberta Blue Cross moment of the game. Alberta Blue Cross's travel insurance can protect you and your memories wherever your travel takes you. Maybe you're trying to escape the cold. You need good travel insurance. Alberta Blue Cross has got you covered. Why did you go, oh? Uh, cracking down 2 nothing against the Penguins. <laughs> it's Jover. Uh <laughs> Let's talk about the moment of the game, Liam. It's an easy one. It's the Bush bomb in overtime to win the hockey game. Evan Bouchard hammers a puck. I think the broadcast had it at 94.5 miles per hour with the booze raining down on Connor McDavid. He just puts it on a tee for big Evan Bouchard who hammers it off the post off Sam Montembeau's behind and then into the back of the net. I love that. Like again, Traditionally, three-on-three overtime, you have a four-on-three power play. A lot of the thinking in the past with the Oilers, even when Tyson Berry was on the blue line running the power play, that's kind of what I'm referencing. The thinking would have been, we got to pass this thing into the back of the net, right? Or we got to find Dreisaitl, and that's basically our only play. I freaking love that Evan Bouchard is like, meh. (laughs) Like, not in a prime position to score. There's traffic in front, I suppose, but he just straight up goes like, oh no, I can shoot the puck really hard and it's hard for goalies to stop it. So I'm just going to hammer it. Like Zach Hyman basically gets out of the way of that shot because he knows that when Bush is letting it off with that kind of steam, it's remarkably difficult for the goalie to stop. So maybe a bit of a lucky break in the fact that it went off the post and off Montembeau and in, but just the fact that Bouchard has the kahunas to fire this thing in and take that shot, I love it. Big old pair of kahunas on the Bush bomb, I think is fair to say. Um, yeah, but it, it is interesting. You're right to see them change things up a little bit, but also play to your strengths. And the Oilers' second biggest strength on the power play now is the fact that Evan Bouchard can absolutely hammer the puck from wherever he wants. And I loved it. I loved that he, he took the chance on that. Did he get a bit lucky? Yeah, 100%. But also, you mentioned it before we came on, like how hard that shot must have been to go off the post, basically be absorbed by Montembeau's ass, and then still have the juice to get across the line. It was uh, it was impressive. But I have a question for you, Tyler. What did you make of uh, the booze raining down on Connor McDavid on Saturday night? I I don't care. I don't care. I think it's a lot of people will complain on Twitter about how can you boo the best player in the league? Is like because he doesn't play for your team. Yeah, it's very easy. Yes, you can respect Connor McDavid, but it's very easy in the moment when he's running out there to dislike him and be like, "God, this guy!" Like, make it difficult for him. Yeah, and if the fans have to play a role in that, great. Montreal is a what do they call the Bell Center, the Cathedral of Hockey? Yeah, make it so. Like, build an atmosphere in the ring. We complain all the time that hockey doesn't have enough atmosphere, and if booing the best player in the league is what's going to get people going, like that arena was. A, Buzzing on oh, yeah. Saturday. Even when the Habs are bad, those sh- those fans show up. Yes, and I give him full credit. I thought it was fine. I I would love to see. We did it with. I know it's different, but like Petrangelo, we booed him. Obviously, it's reason to boo him, reasonable, though. Reasonable, but they booed McDavid because um, they thought he dived when he was it. Johnny Evans, I think is his name. Yeah, or whatever. Uh, is it Johnny? Evans? Jake Evans. Jake Evans. Johnny Evans plays for Manchester United. Uh, that's why they booed him. There yeah. I think it was fine. It's I, fine. I Come it on. Cool. Sports are supposed to be fun. Some people just need to learn to lighten up a little bit. Like the people who are, have you seen some of the stuff on Twitter? 10 game winning streak. I mean, think of where they'd be if Ken Holland wasn't washing $5 million down the drain. Uh, it's a good point. What would they do? Evan Bouchard's having like one of the best seasons by an Oilers defenseman that I can remember. And people are sitting there. And oh, remember, he signed for one more year at $3.9 million. And people are going, can you imagine if we gave him an eight year deal? Jesus. God, fucking Ken Holland. Are you shitting me? 
Cannot. Come on, people, lighten up. There will be, Not and I've always said this, and you know who the corner of the internet is. The Oilers will win a Stanley Cup in the next two, three years. It will be a great moment. The streets will flood with excitement. And there will be people who go, only one in the first 10 years of McDavid. What an embarrassment. <laughs> Just yeah. win. Anything I'll do. Yeah. For me, I can. Uh, if I see I mean, one Stanley Cup in my lifetime as an Oilers fan, I'll be, I'll be more than okay. I'll die a happy man. Um, but just the people who are always out there crapping on, on positive storylines, franchise record. Well, you know, they, 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 they ties back in Gretzky's days. So I'm not saying this is a French. <laughs> it's not my franchise record. Shut up. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Just shut up. The Oilers are really damn good right now and really damn exciting. So um, if you're not get, if you're going to sit there and crap your pants online because you always need to be negative to feel smart, I mean, I feel bad for you that that's the way you live your life. But I mean, I'm going to keep living my life, enjoying the hell out of every one of these victories. And guess what? When they do it again tomorrow night on Tuesday, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of them beating the Toronto Maple Leafs. Anyways, I'm still not the biggest Ken Holland fan, but I'll uh, I'll, let the, no. I'll let the good times roll. I'm not going to sit here and. I'm worried about guys like Evander Kane and how much his contract is. Cause right now, like you said, the others are on a 10 game win streak and it's been a lot of fun. I, I do trust Holland in the sense of, but not to get it too deep into it, but when the trade deadline comes, I believe he'll make a good deal because he has proven that he can do that. There's just other things I don't hundred percent agree with that he's done. Dude, 1000%. Yeah. Do I think Ken Holland's a top five GM in the NHL? No. Do I think he's a top 10 GM in the NHL? No. Do I think he's a top 15 GM in the NHL? Honestly, probably not. Yeah. But 15 to 20. Yeah, sure. (laughs) But he's made a lot of great moves as well. And the thing that just drives me nuts is when people look at the great moves, Zach Hyman. Yeah. I mean, the Vander Kane contract isn't aging well. We probably could have seen that coming. What do we know about? And sure, you know what? This is a good time to turn into the Vander Kane conversation that's kind of dominating Twitter right now. He has not been good for the better part of a month now. His season has kind of been, I'll make sure my hands on camera, people listening on podcasts, I'm sorry, started here, went way up here, stayed up here, stayed up here, and now is back down here. Mm -hmm. And it's disappointing. And what we should have seen coming from this is what has happened in every Evander Kane stop in his career. He gets there, he's electric, he's motivated, doing all the right things, and then he gets comfortable. And then when he gets comfortable, he becomes less effective. And when he becomes less effective, he gets moved down the lineup. And when he gets moved down the lineup, he doesn't like it. He complains. The um, the funny thing is with Evander Kane, no, I completely agree. He got an assist on the dry saddle goal the other day too, which was a secondary assist. He didn't really do too much on it, but he is only three points away from matching his total from last season. Granted, sure. it was kind of split it up a lot there. And he did it in 41 games. Right now he's played 38. So he needs... 33 games to get three points to match his season total from last year, which I, hey, two different different scenarios. He's played every game this season, bar one or two. Uh, what would that be? Actually, how many games have they played now? They've played 41, right? Yeah. So he's missed three games. He's not been good. I'm not saying he's been good for for the chunk of the season, but he's think he's been a little bit better than than people give him credit for, yeah. you know? I know people, he's hurt, whatever. Okay. If he is hurt, don't play. Well, two things. Either don't play or shut up about your ice time. Yeah. Because if you're hurt and you know that you're not your best because you're hurt, either say, I am too hurt to keep playing or I understand why I'm on the third line. You cannot play injured and complain about your ice time when you've been objectively bad and cry about, I'm not getting opportunities. I haven't gotten this little opportunity, not even in my rookie year, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, just play better. And I believe in Evander Kane. I have said time and time again, the reason I am harder on Evander Kane than any other slumping oiler is because when he is at his peak and the effort's there and the intensity's there and he's engaged in the game, he is their third best forward. I stand by that. Even though Zach Hyman's having a 50-plus pace goal, whatever, Mm -hmm. I stand by when Evander Kane's at his best, everything he brings to the table, third best forward. And when he's what he is right now, he's their ninth best forward. Yeah. That's probably fair. Saturday was not too bad for him, I didn't think. What did you think of him on Saturday? Yeah, I'm just looking here. Uh, 16 minutes of ice time, which was the fifth most from mm-hmm. all those forwards. An assist, plus one, four shots on goal. Yeah. It's not bad. And no hits. Someone's kind of crazy. But also, the Oilers had the puck a lot. Like, only, only one, two, three, four Oilers had a hit on Saturday. Who had the most? Nurse, three forwards. 
Oh, forwards. Uh, Fogel. Fogel had three. Oh, nice. And then Yamark Ernie and yeah. Connor McDavid, obviously, all had one. Someone said, but Evander Kane in the playoffs is always electric. No, Evander Kane in the playoffs is always inconsistent. Because yeah, again, that's what he is. <laughs> uh, in their final seven playoff games, so the last game against the Kings in the entire Golden Knight series, he had one point. It was an assist. Didn't score. Could argue. I mean, you can't argue. A big, massive, one of the biggest reasons the Oilers lost to the Vegas Golden Knights is because New Diamond and Kane couldn't piss a drop against the, the Golden Knights. It was three big reasons. Yeah. That was all of them. Uh, just to kind of close up the conversation, I guess. Evander Kane for Oilers had 14, was on the ice for 14 shots, four and four against on Saturday against the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, sure. I, like, that's what, but that's the thing, though, isn't it? Like, he's either. This where he's like Saturday, where he's like, "Yep, you're relevant to the game. You're playing a role, or you're basically nothing." Yeah. There's no middle ground with him. It's, it's disappointing, but I think that's just what he is. And quite frankly, as long as the other four star players on this team, being McDavid, Hyman, mm-hmm. Nuge, Drysaddle, are going, then to me, it doesn't matter that much. Like it matters, but it's also like such like a and guys are going to go through cold streaks yeah, throughout the years. So you need everybody picking everybody up at different points. I get that it, exactly, and. I'm not too worried about it right now. I think over the summer, it needs to maybe be a conversation being like, Hey, like, what are we going to do with Kane? But right now, I just think the others have a few bigger issues on a 10 game win streak, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, Riley is in the Kane need just needs to be healthy. Crowd probably needs to acknowledge that this dude is starting to be injured like all the time. And listen, last year, the one against Tampa Bay, that's not like an injury prone kind of thing, but we have seen, Basically, since he came back that first time last year to the end of the year, misses a lot of skates. Kane's banged up. Like, it is a little bit of a narrative. He's never so. played 82 games in a season. Some of that's injury. Some of that's his own doing at times. <laughs> yeah. And, I, know, know. I know. I'm sure there's a couple of shortened seasons, and I don't know which one's which, but mm-hmm. never, never played 82 games, but played 891 games in his career. And again, part, this goes back to why I'm hard on him, but it would be nice if. When you go to move Kane down to the third line, like they have, you had there was a thought or an expectation that like he's going to be fired up by this and he's going to drive that third line, which mm-hmm. you know he can do if he's at his absolute best. And it's disappointing when you don't get that. Um, all right, we are going to have to push our weekend recap for a little bit here because we ran long talking about the game and the moment of the game with Bouchard's winner that set the franchise record. First time the Oilers have won 10 consecutive hockey games. Instead, Liam, let's head out to the Star Mechanical guest line brought to you by the number one plumbing and heating company in Edmonton. It is Star Mechanical. They are doing the Lord's work right now mm-hmm. with this cold snap. You can rely on them i i always like to plug that my neighbor across the street works for star mechanical that's right you know what he's doing on a saturday when it's minus 40 grinding he was calling a buddy over boosting his work truck and getting out there <laughs> that's why you can rely on star mechanical and the, and everyone that works out there uh, let's get to bruce Kerlock. he is our guy a writer for oilersnation.com he covers everything from the team to the condors and he's a bills fan bruce how are we feeling about our bills <laughs> What's the weather report look like? I, I'm afraid of the Steelers in a blizzard with wind. That's like, why I went what? Steelers plus ten. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I mean, I don't know Liam well enough to tell him to shut up, but I, I, I would. <laughs> but at the same time, I kind of can't bet against that logic. I, I I'm a little more nervous than I probably should be. But uh, oh, yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm was mad it got delayed because I had to sit yesterday and just think about the football game all day, but I had an Oilers 10 game winning streak to get some positive thoughts in my brain. Bruce, let me just throw you this over the course of this 10 game win streak. What's impressed you the most about this team? Well, I don't think I'm much different than anybody else. I mean, goaltending is my biggest one. Um, You know, Stuart Skinner has done a complete 180 uh, to the first, whatever that was, 11 games of the year, 13 games of the year, Um, you know, under Jay Woodcroft. I mean, he's gone from essentially a a basement dweller in every statistic, fancy or otherwise, uh, to basically one of the league leaders. Um, So that's the biggest one. And I think the penalty kill, which some of that falls out of uh, uh, Skinner as well, um, but uh, some of it is definitely, uh, you know, there hasn't really been a huge change that I can see under Mark Stewart. Uh, a little more, um, 
uh, a little more disciplined, I would say, at the top end of the of the penalty kill. But uh, it's clear, like you can see it in the numbers, they're let they're allowing uh, high danger chances at a much much lower rate than they were before. So, between the goaltending on its own. And the penalty kill, which is some of is uh, the goaltending, but also some of it has got to be given, or some of it is uh, credit has to be given to Mark Stewart. It's been uh, those are the two big ones for me. And yet, Oilers fans, they will always find something, some sort of a gripe. And right now, it's Evander Kane, who is the whipping boy, was down on the third line for a while, up to the second line because McLeod was sick. And there is a lot of talk about whether, you know, you just keep him on the third line, even if it makes him upset and he's going to come to the media and complain about his opportunities. Or do you just ride him with dry side over a bit and hope he snaps out of this? Where do you come out on the Evander Kane thing? Well, I mean... <laughs> so he, he, you know, he, unfortunately, I would say that, uh, Evander Kane is exactly, uh, what you get with a power forward in his thirties. Um, and you're going to get, uh, some really good, uh, uh, stretches of games, but you're going to get some really poor stretches of games too, you know, injuries, um, that's just a function of aging curve with someone, you know, someone like him. I mean, like, I think it gets worse uh, from here on out and you'll have stretches. So, you know, do, where do you do, what do you do with them? Uh, you, you know, you're probably okay with them on the second line, given how good the first line is going and you hope for a little bit of magic. I really wonder about, you know, what I found more interesting this morning was that you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought I saw McLeod was on left wing. Was that right? Yeah. yeah. On the third line. So to me, I wonder a little bit if, uh, and this is, I have no insider knowledge. So it's a wild ass guess that I can get eviscerated uh, uh, on later, but I wonder a little bit about whether Dylan Holloway plays two games in Colorado and ends up back with the Oilers by the weekend and whether there's some thinking that he's slotting in a little higher than some other people might think on at center or some, it just, it's, it's an odd thought to me to put McLeod on the third line at left wing, um, given everything that's going on, including Kane. So I, I wonder a little bit about that. And I wonder how that impacts Kane. Like, you know, I, I watching Holloway on the weekend, you wonder if, I don't know that I would have that many concerns with Kane, Brown and Holloway as a line. And I get that you're under, I get that we haven't seen any scoring from Kane and, and Brown, uh, Kane recently, Brown all year. Maybe there's, you know, maybe Holloway is always going to be more of a playmaker than a scorer, a goal scorer. Maybe, maybe that's a solution for them. I'm not sure. How was the Oilers future third line center Dylan Holloway over the weekend? It's fantastic. Um, and he was, he was absolutely fantastic. He, he ran a line with uh, Raphael Lavoie on left wing and uh, Lane Peterson on right. Um, uh, the line was dominant uh in both games uh holloway uh played over 20 minutes uh, both games he played one pk which i think is a interesting change he's played some pk in the ahl but uh him and greg mckeg ran the first unit and if i'm not mistaken they weren't scored on but he looked very comfortable with that and i think that's notable because you know he's not going to see power play time in edmonton um It'd be interesting to see whether they want to change up personnel uh, on the uh, PK in Edmonton, given its recent success. But he was there. He ran one PP, um, played in all the high leverage situations and uh, excelled. I I said to somebody on the weekend, the only thing that uh, didn't uh, get proven out was uh, what he could look like in extended periods of time in his own zone because that line was never in its own zone. Um, uh, they pushed the river all night, both games. And it was, it was, uh, quite an impressive display by the whole line, not just all the way. You think you can trust him to play three C at the NHL level? Do you think it's a worthwhile experiment or do you think with where the Oilers are going to a guy who's never done it and trying to throw him in there in the middle of the season? Like I, I just see some risk there. I'm worried his confidence is just going to get shattered if the first game or two don't go well. 
So, yes, I mean, I so never done it at the professional level. You know, let's start there. And I mean, I get that there's a big leap from uh, collegiate hockey to professional hockey. But in essence, your assignments are relatively the same. Um, I would add, by the way, that I think zone defense for a center, which is really what the Oilers are running now, is quite a bit more uh, center friendly, uh, a little less uh, switching responsibility, a little less chasing responsibility. So um, that that could help him. Um, you know, could you, you know, would you have concerns? Yeah, you'd have concerns for sure, of course. Um, can you slot? I mean, I don't know. Maybe Ryan McLeod is on left wing because they're going to, I just can't see Derek Ryan staying at center. So yeah. you're you're on the third line. So are you putting, you know, Ryan McLeod on left wing with Dylan Holloway at center? And I mean, I really would trust a line like that, even if it was Dylan Holloway at center. Um, yeah, I, I think there are ways that you can uh, I do it. And I think, you know, to some degree, the, the challenging piece in all of this is, is that had they started better, which I guess maybe we wouldn't be having yeah. this conversation, but had we started better and, uh, you know, had they, uh, are they, were they in a better spot uh, overall, you could probably run five or six games and see what happened and live with the mistakes. You know, can you do that now? I mean, the coach has shown a lot of faith in a lot of players in a lot of different circumstances already. You know, I guess we'll see. But, you know, a long, long way of saying, yes, I think there are ways you could trust him in that role. Um, Do I think he could succeed in that role for sure? Uh, Longer term, do I think he's better on the wing and the skill line? Yes, I do right now. How's uh, how's Philip Broberg been doing? I guess you know since that trade request he put in or didn't put in, he's he's just been in Bakersfield now. And to be fair to the Oilers, it feels like they're actually developing him now. I guess is a good way to put it, right? Like he was yeah. in Edmonton and just having not playing <clears throat> or playing three minutes and then not playing. Yeah, so so he's been he's been brilliant, not, not, and I you know I mean that's not hyperbole. He's been nothing short of brilliant. Um, you know, he is averaging well over 20 minutes a game. Uh, I think the other night I had him at 24 minutes. Uh, he is running the power play. Now, part of that is Cam Deneen is out of the lineup. I'd be interested to see what would happen. I believe Cam Deneen's coming back into the lineup this week. I'll be interested to see if Broberg still runs the first power play. Uh, and he's, you know, running, uh, he's on the first penalty kill as well. Um, and taking all of the high leverage uh, situations. He's been, the puck goes through him on every single shift. Um, he is dominant, uh, really in the neutral zone and the offensive zone. Um, in the defensive zone, I think what Oiler fans are going to have to adjust to is, is that he, he's a sublime defender or a, a, a very quiet defender. I think he'd be a frustrating player to play against because he's foot speed is so good and his length is great, but he, he doesn't put guys through the wall like a Vinny Darnay or actually down in Bakersfield, a guy named Max Warner does. Mm. Um, but he's been fantastic. Um, and I think you're a hundred percent right. I think what they've done now is what they should have did last year, which is let him stay down there. If you're not going to commit to him playing 12, 14 minutes in the third pairing role at the NHL level, then you commit to him playing 22 minutes a night down in Bakersfield in every circumstance. And, you know, I would just add on the defensive zone side, he's been really good too. Like it just, it's just a different way. He uses his stick much more and he uses his body as a shield as opposed to as a weapon, like some other guys do. All right. I got a tough one for you, Bruce. I'm going to throw you away because you're the smartest man I know. (laughs) Is Philip Broberg a better option than Brett Kulak? Yes. Yes, straight up. Yeah. Yes, he is. It's not. It, it's not. This is not a. This is not a. It's not a shot at Brett Kulak by any stretch of the imagination. Phil Broberg can do some things that Brett Brett Kulak just cannot do, and 
Um, you know, I, I, I'll start. I, I mean, the, the one thing I would really like to start with is that Vinny D'Arnais and Philip Broberg formed a, a first pairing in the AHL. I get it's the AHL. But I mean, look at what Vinny D'Arnais has done at the NHL level. And Vinny D'Arnais and Philip Broberg were a first pairing uh, defense uh, uh, partnership that was absolutely dominant at the HL level. And so, first of all, they have great chemistry together. Second of all, the thing that Broberg brings to the table that Kulak doesn't is just ability to defend with his length. Like he shuts down plays at both blue lines. He can be very frustrating on guys uh, inside the zone because he closes down on them much quicker than a Kulak can. Um, And you're really at this point, all you're doing is sitting here going, okay, is he going to make some mistakes that Kulak isn't going to make in his own zone from an experience level? And, the answer without a doubt is he will. But I think that what he brings to the table, for, you know, out, uh, outweighs that. And so, you know, I have said on uh, social media that I, I wonder a lot at the trade deadline, like you leave Bro- De- Broberg down there for another 10 games. I wonder a lot whether Kulak goes out and you use his cap money to fill some other, ro- some other areas bring in a veteran defenseman should there be any wobble in that third pair and put Broberg there. That's exactly what, uh, sorry, Riley said, I'm convinced Kulak for Broberg is a cap efficiency. This team doesn't have the luxury to ignore. And I think that was really well put by Riley, because if you want to get a three C and a piece of veteran depth, and you want to add a scoring winger, it's just like the and, 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 oh, and with no money that you got free something up, right? 100%. 100%. He's, by the way, Kulak is probably something you actually get some value from yeah. for as well, right? I mean, me, you know, there are a multitude of uh, uh, playoff teams out east. Like, look at Toronto. You can't tell me they wouldn't benefit from Brett Kulak. I mean, that yeah. defense core is is AHL level at best and after you get past Morgan Riley. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Fair. Uh, All right, Bruce, we always appreciate it, man. We went 15 minutes and it flew by, so thanks for hopping on. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Have a great See you later. There you go. Bruce Kerlock on the star mechanical guest line. You know what? Another like just something that might be a cap efficiency. They won't be able to to ignore in the summer. If they have any amount of trust in Phil Kemp and Vinny (laughs) DeHarnay. Huh? The winger. Yeah. The winger Phil Kemp. (laughs) But if they have any amount of trust in Phil Kemp. Yeah. He's a six foot three right shot D man. And Vinny DeHarnay's market, which actually I've heard from people could be really good this summer. If Vinny costs you $2 million, or you're going to have Phil Kemp for league minimum, which one are you better off with? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely... And I love Vinny, man. That is one of the best stories going. Seventh round pick, scratches and claws his way to an NHL career. But he's he, he deserves to get paid. And I don't know if the Oilers should Some, be paying him. I think the... Hmm, interesting. Oilers need to be cutthroat. Yeah. In more situations, like consistently, do the Oilers kind of put themselves in spots that they don't necessarily need to yeah. be in. 
you look at uh there was one like Jack Campbell, for example, you know, it's like stuff like that. It's even like the Connor Brown thing is like, ah, like was 10 games really like did, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. It's like maybe they just need to realize that, like, hey, like Vinny might we might not need to pay him that much. And Philip Kemp, Max Warner, also a seventh round pick. Yeah. Actually, funnily enough, makes more money than Vincent Dehane at the NHL level this season. Because of his Vinny is six seven sixty-two and Camp is seven seventy-five. Do you know one thing? And um, Greg put it in the chat. The do the Oilers need seven or eight defensemen to go on a run? Mm-hmm. I was actually a little bit surprised that they just didn't play Camp as a defenseman, just to see what you got. You know, like he's there. I do think if the Oilers were to go down the avenue of Kulak out, Broberg in, you got to add another defenseman too. But then also, are you going? Cody Cece out at that point as well. I don't think do, you can do that much surgery I, I don't in your think, blue line in season. I, I don't think you can either. So for me, if you're going Kulak out, Brobeck in, so what have you got there? Probably about two, got million, two million bucks around ish, there. Somewhere around there. With that, you then need to get a third line center yeah. and another defenseman. But you know what right. that like that one point eight million dollar difference? Ah, shit! And Bruce just said, "Now you want to talk Phil Camp?" I know we should have kept Bruce on longer, but I <laughs> thought. And now we're getting sidetracked. But I said we needed to get to the weekend recap, so maybe this is just a conversation for another day. But with that money, that's enough money to get you Nick Sealer at fifty percent retained, and Tron Monahan at fifty percent retained, so and maybe someone else at fifty percent retained. That's, that's true. So then, if you get Nick Sealer, hypothetically, you don't need Brobook. So like, right? Yeah. So like, if yeah. you get let's, what if you could get? I'm totally blue skying here. What if some team, Toronto, says, we'll give you a second for Brett Kulak? Yeah. And Philly goes, we only want a third for Nick Sealer. And then you can, by giving up a third, you get Sealer. You flip Kulak for a second, take that second, go get Sean Monaghan. Are you a better or worse team? If you get Sealer and Monaghan instead of Kulak. Kulak and a third is basically other teams involved, but like you're a better team, right? Another hypothetical scenario. We bring Bruce back on and we actually ask the smart guy these questions. (laughs) You do a three-way trade and get Nick Sealer at like $100,000. That would actually be unbelievable. <laughs> be objectively <laughs> hilarious. Like a great thing to do. It'd be so funny. Sather would eat the 300K for a seventh round pick. Yeah, absolutely. What's his salary? Uh, total salary is 800000 So that's his legit salary salary? Yeah, so his legit salary. So yeah, you get Philly to pay 400,000, retain it to another team, 200,000. There you go. You've got your $250,000 defenseman. Everyone craves in the end. Right. And then you, again, if you want to keep going down this exercise of like shaving around the margins, but like next season, if the options are Vinny at two, Kemp at 775K, and that 1.25 million is enough for Mm. you to bring back Sean Monaghan versus. Matthias Janmark or whoever yeah, it takes, right? Like definitely I, there's spots to save money when you I, build a team and third pairing is the spot to do it. I do think some like the Oilers in some scenarios need to get away from the idea as well as like, Oh, Connor McDavid loves him. You know what I mean? Like oh, so wow. it works totally. Connor McDavid told- has lots of friends. Well, ah. okay. We got to get to the weekend recap but right. before we do Liam. I slept like an absolute baby this weekend. Can I tell you why? Uh, Yeah. Because I got a new mattress from our friends at Douglas. See that? Yeah. Okay. Aaron, it was very cool. First off, it comes to your house in like a little box, which I think is neat as heck. And then you unwrap it, unwrap it. And this is me. Yes, this is my real bedroom. And then as soon as you open up that air pocket, you can see it's like already expanding and it was ready to go. It was like, I, I've been sleeping great the last couple of nights since I threw this thing in the bedroom. Look how quickly it puffs up. That's <laughs> kind of wild. It's really neat. Uh, you can order today at douglas.ca slash Oilers Nation. Douglas mattresses are handcrafted in Canada, ensuring the highest quality materials and fastest delivery to you. Support a, and this is my favorite part, a locally owned and operated Edmonton company. Mm-hmm. This bad boys right from the city, our own backyard. And you can probably carry it home because it's in a box. Nate, you absolutely could. <laughs> it was on my porch. I brought it inside myself. Named Canada's best mattress on Canadian living, and it's loved by more than 200,000 Canadians. Again, there's me in my real living room with my Douglas mattress in the box. Oh, I like that little table you got there, too. The little side table? Got a similar one at home. Every mattress comes with a free <laughs> comfort sleep bundle, two memory foam pillows with pillow protectors, one luxurious cotton sheet set, one mattress protector, a $650 value. Yours for free when you order a Douglas mattress. Now, again, douglas.ca slash Oilers Nation is where you want to go to order. Maybe we can throw that into the YouTube description as well. Douglas mattresses hand crafted 
in Canada. Let's get to our weekend recap, Liam. I was rested. I was living a good life. Mm -hmm. Our weekend recap brought to you by Greta, your go-to pre and post game spot or spot to watch the game. TV setup is legit. Your Detroit Lions, buddy. Congratulations. Thank you. That's got to feel good. You sent a very nice picture in our group chat of you with your jersey and your mug and your hat. Uh, it seemed like you were you were really bought in. I had a lovely evening. I uh, I couldn't believe it, but I could also believe it all at the same time because this team, quite frankly, doesn't give a shit what anybody else thinks about them. And it's because of Dan Campbell. He's such a such a good coach, and I I hate how much he goes for it on like fourth down and stuff, but I love it so much because it just keeps me on the edge of my seat. And this team is good. Their secondary isn't great by any means, and they give up a lot of big plays, but also they stopped the Rams three times in the red zone last night and was basically that the was the difference in the game. And Jared Goff was unbelievable in the first half. You can question his second half performance, but also Josh Reynolds had a huge drop which would have gave him the first down and kind of extend the play a little bit. But you look at the end of the game, he finds Dave Montgomery going out there, gets a first down, finds uh, St. Brown again, gets a first down. So Jared Goff, the Rams might not want you, but Detroit will take you, buddy. I'm I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. I've not even been a, I've not even been a fan for that long. It's, well, it's been like 12 years. Yeah, since you moved but, here. Yeah, so it's uh, it's cool. Like, And I, I think they're going to the NFC Championship game. I think they're better than both. Philly and Tampa. Yes. So I think they're going to, I think it's going to be Green Bay, Detroit. I really do. I think Green Bay is going to beat San Fran. No. I do. I really, really do. Jordan loves sick though. He is. He is good. I don't know. I got a weird feeling. It's going to be tough going into San Francisco for the Green Bay Packers, but I could see Green Bay, Detroit, NFC championship game, which would be nuts. I was, I was crazy last night. It was awesome. Great muffin. Yeah, victory muffins for Liam. Uh, I do agree. I think they're going to the NFC Championship game. I, I let's talk about Jordan Love. I mean, for the uh, I know some people on Twitter yesterday were like, "Oh, the the Cowboys are like the Leafs. You either love them or you hate them. There's no in between." I don't, I don't care, care about the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> at all. I spend zero time in my life thinking about them. I honestly think it would have been cool to see him go on a run and Jerry World be rocking whatever. Um, but that is a collapse of all collapses. To yeah. come out and just be that bad, you need to fire everybody. If the owner wasn't the oh, GM, definitely. I'd say fire him too. Which is also crazy that Jerry so Jones is the GM. of, the And it just Cowboys. never works. And they're like, ah, yeah, what's the problem? Never know. People saying the Packers have no chance of being the 49ers. Jordan Love was probably the best quarterback for the last six weeks. He was Maybe damn near long, perfect against Dallas. He was unbelievable. Like, and that defense has got some momentum now. Yeah. like, And yeah. you look at these receivers too. Like He's not even had it. Oh, feet touched. Oh. He's not even... Doesn't even have his best wide receiver in Christian Watson. He's 50% of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I really, I could really see it's not going to be easy by any means, but I could see them, see them winning. And yeah, Detroit, bring it on. Whoever wants to come. That, that game, like the crowd last night was insane. So cool. There was a point too where they put Eminem on the big screen. I saw this on Twitter before. And uh, then everyone, they played Lose Yourself. And then the entire stadium just started singing Lose Yourself. It's like, oh, it's quiet. I would love to go to a game, but I also never want to go to Detroit. <laughs> you know, like, like hey, they play fine. Arizona first game of the season next year in Phoenix. Um, that was really cool. The Packers beating the Cowboys just shows this stuff's unpredictable in, a, in the NFL playoffs. And that's yeah. what makes me nervous about my Buffalo Bills today oh, at 2 30. So it's going to be, I don't even know what to think. I really have no idea. I'm so I think, scared. I think Tampa will beat Philly, though. Trust me, as somebody who had to watch Matt Patricia football for two years, the Philadelphia Eagles are absolutely screwed today. And AJ Brown isn't playing. Yeah, and he's throwing a little hissy fit. Um, there you go. There's your weekend recap. A lot of NFL football. Also on the weekend recap, we got the All-Star Game jerseys from the NHL. Um, thoughts? Don't care. Which is crazy of me to say that. But it, Liam, it's the most honorable event in all of hockey. How could you not care? It's, I actually think they look fine. I think the white and yellow one are cool. Like the I, other ones stink. They, I don't know. I just, they're so irrelevant to me because this event is stupid. The event is stupid. I should mean a lot more than I would care about these jerseys, but I don't know. I think they're all right. I have a beef with the YouTube chat. Which one? McDoust. How small is the room? Ryan jail cell small. Terry just said closet. Braden said that, Tyler. That do do you sleep in a Harry Potter <laughs> cupboard under the stairs? Um, did the mattress fit in the room? Okay. Can we? Can you just flash up 
the video again of me opening the thing. You did it's look. no, it's not that small, everybody. All right. There's enough room for the bed, the two nightstands with gaps on the side. Like it's not huge. I'm not saying it's huge, but like, come on. And then there's like a five foot gap right there from a long room. It's longer. So I still have room to put my entire like TV stand thing there and a thing at the foot of my bed to like, you know, a little bench little bench seating because I'm very old place (laughs) for my slippers to stay. Anyone saying that bedroom is Harry Potter closet small, you're out to lunch. You are out to lunch. Um, it's good, good length. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Liam. Uh, oh, there you go. Show Douglas again. Let's continue <laughs> along. Said it's, it's a single bed. No, it's a queen-sized <laughs> bed, and it fits fine. Was I given the option from uh. Douglas to get a king size? Yes, but I had, but I had to say no because a king wouldn't fit in my bedroom. But regardless, uh. if the room's big enough for a queen bed, it's fine. At the end of the day. <laughs> Nathan, the muffin was small but i also have bigger muffins too (laughs) you sleep on the bench no dylan i don't sleep on the bench (laughs) the um i have a i have a bit of a rule at my house and i i fight my girlfriend over this all the time i hate hanging out in my bedroom so i could care less helping me too i never just sit there i sleep in my bedroom and that is it that is it I don't like hanging. I have a full-on living room. I have a home. I have two I, living rooms. I lived in my parents' house for 20 years. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I All I did was sleep, my, hang out in my bedroom. Now I have a home. I hang out everywhere but my bedroom. Yeah, exactly. Let me know what uh, you think of that. Dr. Carpy, what's the website? I will tell you the website in literally two seconds. It is one, two. It is douglas.ca slash Oilers Nation, Edmonton Company. Excited to have him on board with the show. Uh, okay, we got to keep cruising along here because we are slowly running out of time. We're not going to have time for our Sherwood Ford Giant question. Actually, let me hit you with a quick. Right. Sherwood Ford the Giant, SherwoodFord.ca. I think I'm getting new tires on the Nation truck soon. That's the kind of stuff they give you with their great service department. When do you call Dylan Holloway? Um, who do they? So they play Toronto, Seattle, and who? Calgary. Toronto, yeah. Ooh, BOA? You want it for the BOA? Oh, you'd definitely get up for it, wouldn't you? How about this graphic? Um, right. Yeah, BOA. Ah, oh, but you know what? Also, at the same breath, and I kind of have a, a bit of a two thoughts on this. If they win both those games, how do you change the lineup? You don't. So do you just wait? Like, Back you don't, don't want to wait until they lose, but I would, if they, so if they win tr- against Toronto and Seattle, I wouldn't bring him up, but then also he makes your team better. Columbus, for sure, maybe Calgary. That's how I would do it. Maybe even the week. Because also we missed two games, right? So I'm sure the plan was to bring him up after this weekend. So I'd have to look at the call, uh, the Bakersfield schedule. But I would bring him up on the, what's that, the 27th or whatever that is? That's when I would bring him up. Uh, Ryan S. says change it for Columbus. I change it for Columbus. If you're going to play Dylan Holloway at center, give him an easy gradual start into things. Play him against two American League teams in the Blue Jackets and Blackhawks. Right? Yeah, do that. Uh, Chad is in and says, best couch coaches on YouTube. Okay. I'll take that. That's a compliment. Couch coaches. Yeah. Kind of like armchair GMs. We're couch coaches. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, the menu for our friends at DoorDash, our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and use the promo code NATION25. That's 25% off up to a $15 value on DoorDash. Yeah. Head to the App Store, download it today. Uh, New Nation Real Life going to drop in a couple of hours. And then I am speeding home to watch my Buffalo Bills at 2.30. You know what I like to do whenever my teams play big games? What's that? I like really feeling like I'm there. So today I'm going to watch outside. Uh, that's a joke. <laughs> but I like to get, you know how at the stadium you can get like really big, tall Molson's or Bud Lights? Uh, did you buy some of those? I will go to the liquor store and I will buy two very, very, like the biggest beers you can get, just like the ones at the stadium. And I'll sit on the couch and drink those. Knowing intentionally they will get warm and taste bad at some point, but it really gets me in the, gets me in the game. All right. You do what you got to do. I sit there in just all my gear, but whatever gear I have. Just wear it all. Yeah. Next week, I think the Lions play on. Oh, there you go. Hey, look at, <laughs> look at you. Look how happy you were. That happy was before the Larry. game. I wore that too for the entire game. You didn't get too hot. No, I didn't get too. I didn't overheat. 
I wish I had a little bit more. But I, funnily enough, I have these like silver pants, which I wore. And uh, I have lion socks. So I like pulled them up and it was like I was having like a full uniform. Because mm. they wear silver sometimes on their yeah. pants. Not yesterday, but. Uh, Chris G says condors play Tuesday and Wednesday. So the door to call him up for Saturday is there. It's right there. That's I why think I... it's either Saturday or Tuesday against Columbus. And Bob did say, I was listening to the radio call a little bit on Saturday. And okay. Bob did say that next week or so Holloway will be up. So I would call him up. Mm-hmm. Are these the pants we were wearing watching? The no, end? they're, no. Uh, they are silver. They're, well, they're gray. They're like a great, it's on my Instagram story. Okay. At Liam dot pods, not Liam dot scouting. No, not the scouting one. Don't follow me. <laughs> All right. There's Unless your menu for today. Uh, 18 or younger and like to play hockey at AAA level. <laughs> <laughs> New real life drop in later on this afternoon. Myself, Wanye and Chalmers, uh, Betway game day bets. Liam, listen, I know you don't want to touch bills minus 10. I'm actually probably laying a little on the under tonight or today. Like, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, I don't, I, I think Tampa's win. I might go straight up Tampa money line. I think so. Here's my thing when it comes to the NFL, even college sports. I have just noticed over the last or however long my sports fandom has been. As soon as something becomes the sexy underdog pick, they lose. The the LA Rams, everyone was like sexy underdog pick. That's your sexy underdog pick right there. Everyone was on the Rams. They're going to upset them. You watch Mm -hmm. and they lose Washington state against Michigan. Sexy under, oh, Washington's got these great vibes. Uh, nope, they lose. They, are you doing a little reload on the Betway? No, Pulling out I, your credit I'm card mid-show? Putting on my damn gray pants, for silver pants for the show. Ah. Um, but I think the Bucks are in a bit of that territory. Everybody is going, oh, the Eagles have been junk the last five or six weeks. But the Bucks have also been junk. Do not forget that. Baker Mayfield didn't score a touchdown against the Carolina Panthers. He's also injured. And he's injured. So I, I don't know. I think I'm going to do a little parlay, Bills and uh, Eagles tonight. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I'm not against it by any means. I am uh, the Baker Maysfield thing scares me for sure. Mm-hmm. But while they haven't been scoring a ton, they also haven't been allowing too many either. I know they played Carolina, but who's the game they played before that? Atlanta? They allow like nine points in back to back games or something. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think Philly suck. And I think the Bucks also suck. So I think the battle of the It's sucks. a good old fashioned suck off. Yeah. It is a good old... I'm not repeating that. Um, Tampa's also at home. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a good point. Although Eagles fans will probably travel well down to Tampa. Tampa, I don't know. That defense is good. Jalen Hurts is brutal. AJ Brown isn't playing. Mm-hmm. They also... I don't know. It's just not that's for me. Right. They never use Swift correctly. Did you also see that poster of the 16... Um, so they did a post for all teams in the NFL playoffs. Like everyone has a star on there. Like, you know, the works. Philly had Kenneth Greenwell or whatever his name is. The third string oh. running back. It's like, what are we doing here, NFL? All right. Uh, NHL, that's the stuff you guys probably care about more. Uh, Buffalo beat San Jose already today. Three nothing. It's Martin Luther King Day down in the States. So yeah. I think you say happy Martin Luther King Day as they celebrate ML his King life. Day. MLK day. Uh, so Buffalo beat San Jose three rip Boston's up one, nothing on Jersey, Vancouver only up three, two on Lumbo. That's what the kids call the Columbus blue jackets. Really? Uh, never heard. Of yeah, they do up by one heading into the third <laughs> Seattle down two rip two rip ski Liam to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Third period about to get going there. So giddy up. Surprise him, but he's it in is. Pittsburgh. I don't know. They're good. Get a lot of good plays, huh? All right, that is a wrap. Oh, there, there you, you go. Great silver pants. Those are gray sweats. Those are they are not sweatpants. Those are Lululemon pants. Lululemon makes sweatpants. Those I are they the, are they the joggers? No, they're not joggers. Straight they're, leg bottom. They're pants. Okay, I wear them. People, don't tell me what I was wearing yesterday. Like those are silver. It says silver. Okay, I was ready. Right. Nope, they're silver and they're not sweatpants. Greg, eat it. Greg, classic Greg. All right, that's a wrap on today's edition of the show. Tomorrow, Sherwood Ford Giant Game Day edition of the show. So we'll have our keys to victory for Sherwood Power Sports and Marine and all of that good stuff on the program is, uh, oh, maybe we'll try to get a Leafs guest. Oh, Jay Rosehill. Let's text Rosie. I hope he's free tomorrow. I would be very excited. Department of Discipline in the morning. Ah, So then he doesn't work. He's in. He's in. He'll be in. Yeah. You know, I haven't even talked to him in like two weeks. I'll promise you Jay Rosehill's on the show tomorrow. That's never gone wrong for us ever. No. 
Chris Osgood will also be on the show tomorrow. And Zach Cassian. Mm-hmm. All right. That's a wrap, everybody. Thanks to everybody in the Boosters YouTube chat. You are excellent. We will be back tomorrow, noon Eastern. Go Bills. Thank you for watching Oilers Nation every day. Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show. And for more, visit OilersNation.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.